millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Welcome back to Behind the Business Curtain. I am your host, Ryan Hansen, and today I am pleased to bring you an interview with John and Cherie from Koya, an app that is doing some really cool stuff to bring people together. I look forward to this conversation and I hope you will also. Let's do it. John and Cherie, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Well, thanks for having us. This is fun. Yeah. This is an exciting one for me because you guys are doing something that is very, very um, cool. One, you're bringing people together. You're helping companies spread love. And two, you get to do it as a couple. So I look forward to hearing your story. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's jump right into it. Um, why don't you guys share with me where you were before starting the company? How, how did this come about? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I I was da- definitely in a different place because I was the CEO of the home, ah. <laughs> and um, I have three daughters. We ha- we have three daughters, and they're actually thirty three, thirty one, and twenty one, almost okay. twenty one. And I was about to send the youngest off to college and trying to figure out what am I going to do. And yeah. John kind of lured me with this idea of doing a startup. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was a lure. Yeah. A lure. <laughs> and I, what okay. was the bait? Cause that's a big ask. Well, yeah, it, the bait was simply, um, I had done a startup before. Uh, we had an exit with it as well and uh, took my wife through that process uh, and s- saw just how painful it was to have somebody on the outside of the startup and somebody inside a startup in the same family. Uh, I didn't, if I was going to do another startup, I want to make sure she was really close Yeah, <laughs> and uh, she was on the outside again. She was part of the team, part of the, what we were trying to create uh, to ensure that we would be together uh, down this journey and whatever came up, it would be something that we would be doing that would enable us to stay close. Yeah. And he said it was going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. That was the <laughs> learn. That's right. That was the learn. He said, yeah. Yes, famous last words. <laughs> I love that. Um, we've got about, my youngest is five, so like 15 years until my wife and I are ready to do something. But yeah, their dynamic is totally different, right? She's on the outside in of my work, and that's frustrating sometimes to try and catch her up and just, you know, share my anxieties and frustrations with it. So, um, so how yeah. was that as you started? Actually, you know, at first, how did the idea come about? How'd you choose what to do together? Well, so let me clarify something, because it's not just John and I, 
it's also our two oldest daughters who are part, we're all co-founders. Wonderful. So, I mean, I think that's okay. important to lay as the foundation. So as we talk about the, the story about how it came about, um, becomes more relevant. Okay. And yeah, so John had worked for Adidas for 10 years and that was nice because we enjoyed the paycheck uh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, the stability of it all. And, um, they had a, a big internal change and it was time for him to either move to Germany or Portland, neither of which were an option because yeah. our daughters had moved back to Austin and my youngest was in high school and, um, John had a birthday and during our celebrations, we always highlight what we share things that we really appreciate about the person. And then we ask what your dreams are. And wonderful he said, tradition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I really want to start a, a startup, but want to do it together. And we contemplated different things that would be of value because mm -hmm. we did, we didn't want to just do something to do something. We wanted to add value and, and, and possibly change the world. And we're a high uh, value for connection. And I'll let you share the other ideas, John with Adidas, because some of that kind of played into it also. Yeah. So we were, we were kind of spread out uh, during the two thousands uh, in different parts of the country, as well as the world. I, I traveled a lot with Adidas and, uh, we, the two older daughters were living in Detroit and San Diego and my wife and third daughter were living here, but we were able to use creative ways to stay connected, even though we were always kind of apart. Um, yeah. And so that was one of the reasons why we kind of honed in on this particular thing. It's like, Hey, you know what? We were able to solve this as a family, made it fun. We'd leave little things underneath pillows or inside luggage. So you'd unpack the luggage, you'd find these little messages yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that, just to stay top of mind with the people you care about. And, uh, and we would even, uh, after visiting our daughters, we knew where they liked to go grab coffee. We would call ahead and, and make sure when they got there, the coffee was already paid for. <laughs> Things that would take, you know, a lot of steps, but we really valued that uh, that element of serendipity and surprise, and and letting them know that we were thinking of them. So, uh, with my background in in GPS and location based mobile app development, that's Adidas uh, bought that company in '09. Uh, I took that knowledge and kind of put it on top of this experience we we had as a family and yeah. created something that would make it easy for you to uh, stay connected and, and reach out to those you're thinking of, even if you couldn't be there. Wonderful. That is super cool. And I myself am like, oop, I got to step up my game <laughs> with my own family. So, okay, that's wonderful. Let's jump right into what Koya is. And for those listening, I really want you to go check it out. You can see their website at getkoya.com or just go to the Apple store um, and, and just get the app and try it. So, Let's jump right in. Let's, let's talk about what it does and what it's for. Sure. You want to... I'll let you go. Okay. So <laughs> it, I'll just give you an example as if, you're, if you've already downloaded the app and uh, you've got another friend that has the app. Uh, you, you simply pick them as part of uh, who you want to send a message to, who's coming top of mind, who, who do you want to reach out to. Once you've done that, you pick a place that they're likely to go sometime in the future. Okay. It could be a coffee shop, could be a park, could be, you know, if they're Visiting Paris, it could be the Eiffel Tower. Uh, and they have the ability uh, within the app to say, these are my favorite places I like to go. So if mm. it's somebody that you know really well but don't know what their their rituals are, their habits, 
you can actually you can actually uh, give them hints as to where yeah. you like to go. So I would pick local a place. breweries come to mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you know, the person likes to drink beer, but don't, you don't know where they like to drink it. Right. Uh, so inside the app, you have the ability to say, well, this is these are the microbrews I like to go to. Uh, and so you could pick one of those places. It would automatically. Yeah. So both parties need the app. Right now, both parties okay. do need the app, but we are working on a version where uh, actually we have a version right now that doesn't require the app for the sender or the receiver. Uh, but there's no location trigger for that. Got one. it. And then yeah, we're that makes build sense. In, yeah, yeah, and then they're going to build into the app the ability to send a Koya where the other per the receiver doesn't have to have the app initially. Okay, uh, so there's a lot of different things that we're we're in process of of working on based on customer feedback. Uh, yeah. But right now, both both parties have to have the app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you record a video, uh, and then if it's like at a bar, you say, okay, you know, let me just give them ten dollars to for their first round, uh, and you can use either Venmo or PayPal uh, to set that up. Okay. Uh, and you hit send. The moment you hit send, uh, they would get notified uh, through the app. Hey, you've got a Koya waiting to be discovered somewhere in Milwaukee if they're living there. Good luck finding it. And that's when the fun begins because now you can have a, a chat channel that opens up inside the app. Yeah. You can give clues, receive clues, you know, that type of stuff as to where it is. But the moment they walk into that microbrew, they get a push notification that says, hey, you discovered the Koya. Tap to see what it is. They watch the video and the money transfers from the Venmo or PayPal account uh, of the sender into the receivers to cover the cost of the beer or whatever it is you're you're gifting. Very cool. So it's a lot more than just sending a note or flowers. It's it's intentionally driving connection. We call it hyper personalized connection. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And uh, the, the the folks that were mostly using it were in long distance relationships during mm-hmm. COVID. So I mean. There, there was this idea that they couldn't see each other, so they were looking for another mode. And um, yeah, yeah. So I also noticed that you brought in some actual like psychologists behind this, and there's actual research on connection, what to say when you don't know what to say, and there's a lot of resources that are extremely useful on the site. How how did you find the right people to source that info from? Well, our daughter, who is our CMO, um, has a degree in psychology, and she actually kind of um, curated these different psychologists from all over um, to have more credibility behind why we're doing what we're doing. I mean, you know, loneliness has, even before COVID, was increasing, and so... To be able to to be a solution in providing a more meaningful connection between two individuals, um, because we're overly connected in all these different social platforms, but we're missing that Connected. intentionality. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what we were going after: is is how can we help bring that top of mind? And eventually, we will be adding in those, um, you know, tips on why. To prompts, stay connected, smart prompts, prompts to yeah. reach out and, and touch somebody because it can make someone's day. I mean, yeah. you never know what people are going through. A lot of people, a lot of reasons why people aren't connected is because they don't know how to break the ice. It's mm-hmm. been, you know, it's been a month since you've talked to this person. Then all of a sudden it becomes two, six months. And then now you're like, ah, oh, how do I, how do I break the, how do I even reach out? And what would be the topic? Oh, how's the weather there? I mean, you know, it, it, they need something to be able to break that. And that's yeah. what the, this group is going to help us uh, develop is, is I, smart prompt. my wife will be the first to vouch for this. But if like a tragedy happens to a friend, 
I am the first person that will end up trying in good intent to make things better, but I make it worse. And so just reading the things that were on your resource tab, I was like, this is phenomenal. So any kind of like preloaded message or prompts or education before just sending something out into the ether is extremely valuable. So um, that's wonderful what you guys are doing with that. I also saw that there's like a corporate side of this, like companies can use it with their employees. How are, how are some of those going? Well, so <clears throat> we realized uh, within the app that uh, because we're sitting on top of PayPal and Venmo, there's no transaction fees that we actually get. Mm. Uh, we looked at doing a freemium model on the, on the mobile side, but we, we kind of hesitated and said, hey, let's, let's go and create some revenue opportunities in the, on the B2B side. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to be able to keep the consumer stuff free as long as possible or forever. Uh, because it, it's, it boils down to what Sheree shared. It's all around connection, and we don't want there to be any friction uh, in terms of trying to stay connected with the people you care about. Yeah. So we, we looked at over the course of uh, uh, when uh, the uh, in- pandemic hit, it's like, okay, remote working. yeah, remote working, other things started popping up, uh, and we said, okay, what if we could uh, – because CRMs and things that are already out there were helping you to do drip campaigns and other things that were coming across initially when they first came out. It's like, oh, this business knows my first name. They want yeah. to engage with me. I feel good about it. Well, now when you get a an email from a business that you don't even remember engaging with, but they use your first name, it's like, oh, spam. It's like you you, del- you the first thing you want to do is delete or unsubscribe from it. Yeah. yeah, it's really creepy. So it's like let's create more of a one to one authentic capability or platform that uses uh, SMS as the delivery message, but it always combines a very personalized video, not a one-to-many, but a one-to-one video yeah. along with a gift card. Uh, so we combine those things and deliver it over SMS. And the open rates are from 20% on emails that people have today to be more over 90. 90%. Yep. 90%. It's yep. like, okay, so this is something that Companies could, you know, especially if you've got uh, direct reports in a business or if you're a realtor that's, that you want to reach out to people that came by an open house or bought a house from you in the past, you want to stay top of mind with these folks. Mm-hmm. And uh, having that one-to-one relationship causes you to stay intentional. Yeah. You're not creating a form. Uh, you really have to think about what you're doing. It's really taking the, the benefits of, of a handwritten note that uh, from bygone days and digitizing it. Uh, maybe a podcast host having a way of thanking the guests that come on in a very nice. About that. <laughs> Let's work on that. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. That's awesome. I, I would like to shift gears just a little bit into kind of the business side. So for the sake of the audience who might be thinking about launching an app, as I told you before, I'm, I'm in software development and on the marketing side. So this is near and dear to my heart. I'd like to know about your experience building the app. Obviously, we're talking about some pretty complicated, maybe not complicated, but in-depth understanding of geolocation, push notifications, integration with payments. So how how was the process of, of designing and building that? Well, uh, t- just take a step back from there. One of the key learnings that we had <laughs> was... Uh, hey, uh, let's go and do a bunch of customer discovery and get information mm-hmm. about what people want before we actually write the first line of code. Excellent. Um, that, doesn't that sound great? Well, we didn't do that the first oh. time out. So <laughs> <laughs> we thought, okay, we know exactly what they want to do. We did interview a couple of folks, but it wasn't really at, at, at depth. And so we actually integrated a complete ACH or, or uh, checking to checking account um, 
uh, platform that was integrated. So it wasn't PayPal or Venmo initially. Okay. It was all based on uh, taking a direct deposit out of your checking account and putting it into somebody else's uh, checking account. Well, in the process of doing that, if you guys know anything about moving money, uh, you need to know a lot about KYC or know your customer. Yes. Uh, and when you when you want to know your customer, you got to get their date of birth. You got to get all this personal information in the last four of their social. And we put this in front of beta customers. And when it was all dummy data, it was like, yeah, this is great. I love how this works. When we put it in front of li- live customers, they go, well, that didn't know us. The trust said, okay, isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. Who's this company, Koya? Why are you asking me for all these personal de- details? I'm not going to give it to you. So yeah. we had to quickly scramble to, to integrate in PayPal at the time uh, because they had a platform that we could do it with uh, and then move over to add Venmo when we realized most of the crowd that was using our product were Venmo users, not mm-hmm. PayPal. PayPal's an older generation, uh, believe it or not. Venmo was more around the millennial uh, Gen Z uh, yep. type of folks And I would we expect doing. that within the next five years, some kind of integration for blockchain wallets will also be on the horizon. Yeah, did you say a couple of years? How about, how about we're, we're actually targeting May? Or, Do that now? April. Awesome. You're way for, ahead for of me. Lightning, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lightning, lightning is a payment service that sits on top of Bitcoin that enables instant transfer of, yep. of, of money for fractional, uh, you know, so we're talking pennies to shift 10 bucks right. anywhere in the world. So that's where we're going to go and get rid of, you know, PayPal and Venmo and go primarily just to that. Excellent. Uh, but from a development perspective, we ended up doing all the design and the specs and UX UI here in Austin, but shift all the development uh, to a company in India okay. uh, and worked with an India company to actually do the, uh, the initial versions for iOS and Android and uh, came back and had to work with them. Eventually, initially, I had a go-between, somebody that was here in Austin with the firm, but I ended up, I had to stay you know, I would get up early mornings mm-hmm. to have standups twice a twice a week with yeah. the teams uh, designing this and making sure we can get it out there. And now we're in the process of bringing all the development back here into Austin, got it, uh, or at least stateside, uh, from a just a practical perspective. And t- staying on the same time zone uh, is really important for us. But good, we we ran into some issues. You you mentioned geofences. If you use the standard geofence stuff that's built into iOS and Android. You can only have like 20 geofences that are live at any one, any one time. And the latency for uh, telling you when you enter into those geofences is poor uh, at best on both those platforms where you get, you might get notified uh, a couple of minutes after that you've already broken that geofence area, yeah. which that doesn't work for our experience. I mean, somebody late. walked yeah. into a coffee shop and while they're, while they're walking out, they get the message that, Oh, uh, thanks. Uh, here's a coffee on me, but you've already, Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. You've already made the purchase. Yeah. So we had to make it instant. So we scout, you know, we looked all over the place to find technology that would give us extremely low latency uh, capabilities. And we partnered with a company that actually had something they were, they built something for the Australian um, 
uh, toll road industry so that they don't have like here in Texas, uh, you have these little toll tags that go on the windshields. And most right. people have those. Was it, with like it, NFC or it's RFID. not RFID. It's, uh, it's with, some. It can scan it on the fly. Yeah. Right. It's some guy, but they're just using mobile phones. So everybody had a mobile phone in Australia. So they integrated the software. So if you had a toll, uh, oh. uh, if you'd registered, you had a, an account on the phone and it would immediately be able to trigger, uh, based on, you know, when you're going over, uh, you know, through certain road conditions. Spot. Or, yeah. Yeah. And so that technology ended up, uh, being integrated. We integrated that into a totally different use case from what they were looking at. But perfect for ours cool. uh, in terms yeah. of what we were trying to do. Excellent. Um, once it launched and you said, you know, MVP is live, how did you start marketing and getting the word out? Well, we didn't spend any money doing <laughs> it. Uh, we, you know, we used traditional. Yeah. Well, we were going to actually, because that was in the summer and um, we were going to do our bigger launch during South by Southwest in 2020, which is when COVID Uh, happened. So, um, and then I think, you know, COVID actually for a lot of companies, it mm. it changed the trajectory of where we were going because we had to put things on hold. And and even with our, our dev team, I mean, you know, we had put them on hold because we were trying to kind of manage our, our cash reserve. And um, yeah. So, um, but for, I mean, like doing, um, I, I think it was more organic marketing for us and, um, you know, the psychologists getting them to write stories and features in magazines. I think to date, uh, article in women's magazine is, is still, we, we still get a lot of downloads from that. Very cool. Um, because mm-hmm. it's health and yeah. fitness. Um, but we know that marketing is probably where you want to be spending your money and, um, we will be doing that once we get this next product ready. Yeah, it was more of a long, long tail approach. Yeah, you know, getting a lot of articles written with backlinks to our website, and that drives primarily the bulk of the traffic for downloads is through through that SEO. Perfect. Well, the, there is a shifting market when it does come to marketing. So when we look at you know Web three is going to be different, mostly not driven by marketing. Um, the way paid advertisement is just extremely expensive. Other ways of marketing, just like you said, be in publications, come onto podcasts. Like that's owned media. Like once you've done that, that's it. And it's done. And you can reuse it as many times as you want and do social networking, get, you know, champions on the ground. There's all sorts of options. So I look forward to watching you guys grow. Cause this is a really cool company. Um, so, it's fun. uh, what's the, what is the ideal journey for a user if they hear about this for the first time? You know, how much does it cost me to send my first Koya to my wife or whatever that situation is? Zero. What? That's free. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we, we launched it, especially for, you know, one-to-one. That will always, we hope, to be free. I mean, when we start working with businesses, um, yeah, I mean, at, at some point we will have um, businesses and brands will help defer the costs uh, for the yeah. consumer so that the consumer hopefully will never have to pay anything. It'll be based on brands that want to show up inside the app or businesses that want to be highlighted as places to send coins to. Uh, that's where we see that actually the revenue will be coming from that. And then they'll foot the bill basically for all the development and everything. Outstanding. Else we have. That is mm-hmm. awesome. So there's no cut. Like if I Venmo 10 bucks for that first yeah. round for my buddy. 
That's amazing. I actually did not realize that when I was looking through there. So yeah, and um, and, and that ten dollars only is 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 out of your Venmo account once they discover the coin. So unlike a gift card where you might you know put something in the mail or gone. give them a ten dollars, yeah. it's yeah. gone. Yeah. And yeah. it, whether they lose it or use it, that's up to them. And uh, you know this is one hundred percent in use. Wonderful. Uh, what are some of the barriers or bottlenecks that you're working through in the business right now? Well, the big one that we that Sheree alerted to alluded to is when the pandemic hit, most people stopped going out to coffee shops. I mean, they were mostly, you know, getting DoorDash or getting things delivered to their houses. So it kind of changed the dynamics of people interacting with with businesses, small businesses in particular. That kind of caused a little bit of a problem, as well as I, iOS was in the throes of of adding new privacy measures around locations. So now you yeah. see, okay, this app is uh, tracking me. At least that's <laughs> what they think. And the, the, the learnings that most consumers have around location uh, tracking apps is, is, is negative. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, these, these companies, these big companies, uh, not to name any names, but ones that, are, that start with F and G, you know, they've been uh, leveraging location data off, you know, from the consumer and selling it and, and getting, you know, getting richer uh, based on where you went and whether you gave them, whether you knew you gave them uh, the ability to know your location or not. Yep. We're on the other hand, we don't sell any data. We, th- that's not our business model. It's all privacy. Uh, we don't even know where you are. The only time we, we help facilitate uh, the discovery of Akoya, that's when we put two and two together. Uh, outside of that, we have no idea where you've been or where you're going. And yeah. so that's, that's been a hard learning and a hard stumbling block for some consumers to get their head around. Cause just now it took me 20 seconds to explain it. I don't have 20 seconds to explain when somebody downloads the app and finds right. out that we're asking for location. Right. Well, I don't know. There could be like a frequently asked questions section that has a little nobody video reads. explaining Brian, that. Nobody, re- nobody <laughs> reads. It would have to be like a three-second TikTok or something. Then they would get it. But yeah. I got to go figure that out. Yeah. We'll get Jonathan that's on the video on your front page. He'd be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You like Jonathan? He's yes. Cool. <laughs> okay. So I am going to move us into a speed round. These are short questions, short answers that I ask every guest. Um, what is one thing that business people and entrepreneurs spend time on that they should stop wasting time on? Oh, stop wasting time on? I don't know. Oh, I, I would... I, in, <laughs> My background in enterprise, working with big companies, I'm always looking at competitors, and I spend probably an inordinate amount of time caring about what other people are doing versus just focusing on what we can do, what we could be doing better. Okay. Uh, so for me, just that would be like the first thing that comes to mind is just focus on on what you do and don't be worried about everybody else because a there's a big enough pie for everybody, uh, but b um, you, you are, you, your brain can be more greenfield in its thinking process in terms of how you want to create new experiences as opposed to just kind of cop. Because what happens inevitably is as you, as you follow uh, uh, competition, you might start copying some of the things they're doing. And yep. while that's not inherently bad, uh, there's been some really bad examples of copying, uh, blatant copying. But in our scenario, it's like, you know, just focus on what, fo- listen to the customers. If you want to do more, something more, listen and then take that into consideration around the next version that you make. Outstanding answer. Um, yeah, I get caught up in that a lot too, where it's the shouldas or the, mm-hmm. the, the should do's. So it's like, oh, if 
you should be on all of these different socials and all of these other things. And I just have to remind myself every once in a while, like pick two, do them really well, outsource Mm -hmm. the rest. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What is one thing that you don't like doing, but you have to do anyway? Um, (laughs) No, stats aren't bad. I was going to say investor updates um, because it is, is it, it's a lot of work, but yeah. it's so important to keep your investors in the know of the good and the hard things that are happening because um, then they're not caught off guard. But each time we have to do it monthly, um, we're like, oh, <laughs> trying to kind of get all that together. Yeah. But it, like that's really important. Though. It's a cadence. And we get, cadence. More, we get better feedback, though, from people that, that are part of that distribution list. It's probably over two, close to 200 people that get that that update on a monthly basis. And we get people all the time saying, man, you're one of the few companies that actually takes the yeah. time to let us know what's going on. And we're totally transparent. Uh, you know, we, for those that invest in this, we tell them how much is in our bank account. We tell them, you know, we, we get pretty good, pretty granular. And yeah. we have family. I mean, so, so we have our investor list and then we have our family and friends because when you run across somebody, they're like, how are things going with Koya? And so yeah. being able to send something out on a monthly occurrence just kind of lets them know how things are going. And it's probably a good pulse check internally as well. D- definitely. Yeah. And, and it's also, I mean, I'm very big about, you know, documenting memories and stuff like that. It's so hard sometimes when you're going through something hard to remember the positive things that have happened unless yes. you write it down. Yes. So. Celebrate the milestones. Yeah. I like it. Uh, what is your guys' favorite ways of taking in information? So books, audiobooks, podcast. Where do you go? All of it. I, I'm a learner. I, I think that's um, – I love listening to podcasts. I'll buy a book, and, and if I'm reading it, I have my highlighter in it. And if I really like it, I'll get it on podcasts and listen to it also. Yeah. Um, on you know, audiobook, so, so yeah. Yeah. Several books that I've done that with, um, but that's how I take it. And, and then I, I love to go to LinkedIn and, and mm-hmm. you know, look and see what other people are doing or saying. Yeah, yeah I apparently I, I focus a lot on very niche or very specific uh, disciplines and I subscribe to those and get an update every day and uh, look through that, uh, which I mean, it keeps me up to date on what's going on because it's not necessarily tech, uh, competitors that I look for. It's advancements in technology because I'm always thinking about uh, what can we do next? What, you know, what's something coming down the road that we should, we need to be aware of and start planning for uh, that could really create a better experience. I always recommend uh, marketing brew and morning brew along with Seth Godin's blog. So is there another one that folks should look into? Uh, well, I, I, Seth Godin, I, I, I subscribe to his, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there's some Bitcoin ones that we fought that I follow as well. Um, uh, just to stay, cause that thing is so rapidly changing. It gets into NFTs and other things that just, yeah, it's hard to stay on top of. Whiteboard uh, crypto has been a lifesaver for me. His videos and newsletter are phenomenal. Which one? Whiteboard crypto. Okay. You can find him on YouTube and then he's okay. got a, a newsletter as well, like a weekly download. It's fantastic. And we do a lot of in-house in-person meetups uh, to help. That's where we get a lot of uh, super intelligence is just talking to people. And uh, Sheree hosts a, a meetup that we have uh, once a month. We just had it this week. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I had 150 to 200 people there and wow. we're all in the startup ecosystem. Yeah. And so it's great to hear. And, and it's not just all software. It's some are hardware, oh, some are, yeah. yeah, med tech or health tech. And uh, so yeah. we get a lot of, I mean, I stay current actually just talking to what other founders are doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I met someone um, at the event and he's helping co-founders that not to have the problem of having problems with one another. And I'm like, mm. ah, that's amazing. So, I mean, here's, he's here in Austin. Like yeah. marriage counseling. I know, it's like marriage counseling. I, yeah, no for, kidding. Yeah, as Dave Ramsey would I, say, the only, the only uh, ship that sinks every time is a partnership. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, and especially when you look at, at, at companies, when the, I think the number one question as to why they gave up, a lot of times there was conflict with the co-founders yeah. that they couldn't resolve. And they ran out of money. But yeah. Well, yeah, and ran out of money, but <laughs> the co-founder part. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. I guess so uh, for, for each of you, you get an hour with one person, dead or alive. Who is it? I'm going to go Brene Brown. I think she's done so oh, much fantastic. for the business yes. world. Yeah. And, and then I've just grown. I mean, like I have the courage to show up and mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's just a lot of quotes and stuff. So Brene Brown, I would love to spend time with her. I'm inspired. Yeah. I don't think this is being trite, but I would, I would love to just sit and talk to Jesus. I mean, I think that would just be an incredible, uh, just be able to understand and, and better appreciate who he is as opposed to reading about who he is. I'd rather have the ability to ask questions uh, if I could even open my mouth and look at him, it's like, oh, that'd be so cool to be able to have that well, conversation. If it me. makes you feel any better, I've gotten that answer at least four out of the last five podcast episodes. Oh, my God. And my answer's been the same. The upside is you get to see him. <laughs> yeah. You'll get to see him. So um, yeah. there's light at the end of that tunnel, very literally. Yeah. So uh, I love it. I love it. All right. Last question. This has been fantastic. Um, what's your favorite uh, social platform? How do people get in touch with you? What's What's your favorite place? Uh, sure, you already mentioned LinkedIn. Yeah, um, anywhere else? LinkedIn. I, well, I I would have said Facebook a while back, but I it's becoming kind of obsolete for the business world and what I'm doing. So I'm mm-hmm. focusing most of my time on um, LinkedIn. I'd love to learn other some of the other ones, but. Right now, LinkedIn. Yeah, give Koya at, uh, on on Twitter. Uh, also, give Koya on uh, on Instagram. There's a uh, concerted effort to do stuff on TikTok. We're just trying to get our act together, <laughs> make that happen. We our our Gen Z daughter uh, is wanting to step up and help us with that. She's a big TikTok fan. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily well, she creates, uh, but I think she would do a great job in helping us with that. So, uh, but that's not there yet. So don't yeah. go looking. Yeah, she's in there. college right yeah. now. She's stay focused. <laughs> so yeah. Twitter and, and Instagram, I would think, would be if you really want to stay on top of things that are happening. To connect with you, though. Oh, I thought it you... meant connect with the company. Do connect with me. If if you're open to that, sometimes business people are like, "Hey, I need this for my people. How do I talk to?" Yeah, them? LinkedIn is the best best yeah. way for me. Perfect. I mean, I, I kind of curate that and make sure. Yeah, I answer stuff. Everything that comes across there. All right, that, y'all. This that, is I, fantastic. I can do Twitter because I can't speak in like however many characters those are. Like, <laughs> yep. I tried. I I can't figure out Twitter. It's a whole different ecosystem and language, and I'm, I don't have the bandwidth for it. So I gave up. Exactly. Yep. You can choose. All right. So this has been fantastic. Any parting words for anyone starting a business or that wants to you know download the app? What's your call to action for the app? 
I'll answer. You want to do which one you want to do? You can do one or the other. Uh, I would say parting wisdom would be um, if you're thinking about starting a startup, network with other people who are. I mean, I'm really big on being around other people who are doing what you're wanting to do. Yes. You know, and and, and talk to them. I mean, yeah, it, um, it, it's been a, a hard journey. It's been a fun journey. Um, it's not, uh, it's not always easy. So I, I think going into it with open eyes and, and, and realistic expectations sure. is super important. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I would say the call to action would be, you know, go ahead and download the app. Uh, we, <laughs> You know, it's not perfect. We know mm-hmm. that uh, it never will be. Uh, but we are continually making progress. Uh, get through some of the friction that we inadvertently put in there. And once you actually have your first Koi experience receiving a Koi from a friend, you're going to see why it's so special and why it's so unique. But you need to get there. So find somebody yeah. else to download with you and play with it. And then uh, and would love to hear from you as well. I'll, uh, I'll download that on my way to marriage counseling later today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You guys are great. Um, I'll put all of the links for the site and the app down below, along with the LinkedIn uh, connection. So folks, you can reach directly out to John and Cherie. Um, Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, That is all for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I will catch you next time. 